0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Happy Hour Network. This is the Play-By-Play podcast hosted by myself, Jack McFarlane, and Nicholas Schlimmer.
1: Hey, guys. How's it going?
0: We are so excited that you guys are joining us once again. We've reached double-digit episodes, huge moment in the show's history. We'll be looking back come 100 episodes and being wow. Look at our 10. Look how yes. far we've come.
1: Yes, definitely. Huge moment, huge milestone as well, hitting that double digits. Like you said, number 10, whenever we get to 100 I'd be surprised if I could remember this 10th episode. Maybe we don't. I don't know. But yeah. let see.
0: Yeah, we'll write it down in the history of the play-by-play. Exactly.
1: this This one gets marked down for sure.
0: Yeah. So thank you guys for supporting us through all the first nine episodes. And we hope for your continued support.
1: Yes, definitely. Thank you, guys.
0: Welcome to the first segment of the show, guys. Being that this is our 10th episode, we found it just right to start it off with a top 10. Now, today's top 10 is all about movies.
1: Yes, yes. So me and Jack, we each have our own top five movies and and when they were made and produced. But then we also kind of have some movies that focuses on the Gen Z emphasis on what movies can bring back to us.
0: Yeah. So for this list, we've gathered it from watchmojo.com. And uh, like Nick said, it's not necessarily the top 10 most favorite movies. It's the top 10 movies that tie in Gen Z subjects and characters. Yes. Uh, and just uh, to put this out there, watchmojo.com has about 40 million subscribers on YouTube. So they are and they're known for top 10 lists. So it is a pretty valid source, I, I should say, when it comes to Gen Z movies.
1: Yes, most definitely. So I don't know.
0: Why don't you just take us through the first couple of movies, Nick?
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll start. how about I'll do five, you do five. That sound good.
0: Yeah, it sounds good to me.
1: Yeah, so coming in at number one, we have Eighth Grade. This came out in 2018. Number two, we have Love, Simon, also 2018. Number three, probably the best one on, on, on this list, in my opinion. Spider-Man Homecoming yes, back in 2017. Number four, we have Dope coming in at 2015. And then number five, The Edge of 17 back in 2016.
0: Yeah, to round out our top 10, at number six, it's Book Smart from 2019. Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl in 2015. Uh, teen Spirit in 2018. Blockers, also in 2018. And then at number 10, The Hate You Give, also 2018. Huge Gen Z movie year 2018.
1: Yeah, I was going to say anywhere from like 2015 to 2018. It seems like they were just focusing on us and we were barely even like into our teen years yet
0: (laughs) yeah it was very gen z teen movie forward but i say we dive a little deeper in one of these and as you mentioned the best one on the list uh hopefully it's everyone's opinion because spider-man's awesome i say we dive into spider-man homecoming just a little bit more uh and see like what kind of gen z stuff it brings to the table definitely i would say like the main thing Uh, Spider-Man obviously is a teenager. He is in high school. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the movie focuses a lot on not only how is he going as a superhero, but more how is he getting through high school, dealing with you know having a crush and liking someone and uh, loss and having to almost live a double life, which isn't the most common theme, the double life, but it really is just the exploring through high school, trying to figure out who you really are. And that's a huge theme that is present in Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, no, I I'd say you can almost use like from the very first Spider-Man all the way up to the beginning is like how like you said he's a superhero of course, but how like he also has to live his normal life in the background, mm-hmm. and how like each of these movies is like him growing up in a way, but in this one in particular, it's like more focused on on his and in, in his high school career.
0: Yeah, I mean it is Spider-Man Homecoming, um, true, like the homecoming dance. Yep. I think another thing that it does well is it kind of shows uh, whether it, maybe this was not so much a focus point, but the new technology that like they're getting in that universe,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: it shows like how advanced that Peter Parker is with it already as a teenager, how how good uh-huh. he is with the technology when a lot of the grownups in that universe just cannot use it.
1: Yep, definitely.
0: It's kind of it's kind of similar to what it is right now. Yeah, I would say so.
1: Yeah, and then me and Jack, we both have our top fives here. So if you want to start off with yours, name yours. Tell us a little bit about it. I'd love to hear it.
0: Yeah, I think I think we should just go back and forth here. So I'll go one, you go one. Okay, and we're good. doing our number ones down. So here we go. Number one best movie all time, according to me, is No Country for Old Man. For <laughs> old Man, oh my goodness. Talk about an amazing movie. It won four Oscars, including Best Picture, and like and Best uh, Supporting Actor, Best Writing, and Best Director. Mm-hmm. an amazing movie from 2007 it's like i w- i won't describe all my movies but this one i will it's my it's a passion movie it is like a western but it, it it's just it's not your classic western it's all i can say without giving it all away it's got tommy lee jones javier Bardem, and cormac mccarthy all starring in it amazing job all of them it's the best movie ever definitely
1: Well, with with that quote right there, best movie ever. I've only seen like maybe 10 minutes of this in the beginning. So I guess I need to go and watch it.
0: It's so good. I'm telling you, it's so good.
1: I I would argue that my number one is a pretty good choice as well. I have Step Brothers coming Mm -hmm. into my number one made back in 2008 with Will Ferrell. I mean, how could you not love a good Will Ferrell movie?
0: That is so true. And Step Brothers, what a great one.
1: Yep. I, I couldn't tell you how many people I know that could quote the whole movie almost. There's oh, yeah. just so many different quotes that you could use in so many different areas. It's just its so much fun.
0: Yeah, no, it's it It's a universal movie. That's what it is. Definitely. All right, so my number two, you know, I love musicals. Uh, love music. And number two, I got La La Land, which should have won Best Picture in 2016. And it got announced, fun fact, got announced at the Oscars. It was the wrong call. But it stars Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. And I, it's the music and it is fantastic. That's what I love about it.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one either. So maybe I'll need to tune into all of all of your top five here. But coming in at number two for me, I, I like the new era um, kind of war movies, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. that kind of yeah. genre. I like the new era, what they could do with it, with the different animations and stuff. So I have Saving Private Ryan. Um, this came out anyway in 1998, so it's still not as new as we think it is, but Tom Hanks, He's just he, he can play a lot of roles very well, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. With your point, Tom Hanks is such a good actor. I mean, just the other day I watched Castaway, which maybe should have been on the list. I don't know if you've seen that one, but he is just so mm-hmm. good yep. in everything he does. And it includes Saving Private Ryan. That is a that's a very good movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So my number three is a is a fairly new movie just came out last year. It is the Batman with Robert Patterson, he's from Twilight. Is where he's most to from. And going into it, I'm like, I don't know how good it's gonna be. Hmm. Oh my gosh, I've seen this movie, no joke, probably 20 times. It is fantastic. This movie, the best Batman by far, best superhero movie by far.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Okay, That's a, that's a big statement right there. Yeah, I was gonna. I think I've seen maybe two Batman movies, and this was. <laughs> this was probably 10 years ago. This was like, yeah, and I'm only 21. So this was,
0: that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. you got to see this. I'm telling you it's on HBO max. Anybody listening, Nick, you have to watch this movie. It's fantastic. Okay. Okay.
1: And then for my number three, sticking with, I got one more war, war movie for you. The tank fury back in 2014 with Brad Pitt. I think this movie was perfectly executed in, how like it only talks about this one group of guys and like their tank life and them going into battle. That's it. But it covers, I think it's like over two hours long. It just tells like the whole story.
0: Wow. Yeah. See, I've never, I've seen, I've never seen that movie. I mean, that sounds really good. I'll yeah, no, I would say it's a, it it's a
1: really good one to watch. If anybody's listening, who hasn't seen it either. I would highly recommend it as well.
0: Yeah, that sounds really good. I'm, I'm also a big fan of war movies. They're fantastic. Anyway, Coming in at number four for me, funniest movie of all time, best comedy movie of all time, right here is Happy Gilmore, 1996. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. Yep. It's like Step Brothers. Everyone can quote it, everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the run up, I mean, at Top Golf, they have a sign that says, No Happy Gilmore is allowed. That's how popular this is because it's yep. the run up, hit the golf ball a million mm-hmm. miles. So funny. And best Adam Sandler movie. It's amazing.
1: Shooter McGavin
0: that's right we love it <laughs> it's what you shoot it go home ball
1: yep yep it that that's just an iconic movie if you're if you're never played golf before i think you would still love that movie even if you have oh, no sure. idea what he's doing it would it's yeah. just a comedy more than anything
0: mm-hmm. i mean it's golf but is it really golf i mean yeah it's it's, it's hockey. hard to say it's, hockey golf. it's hockey. hockey golf with adam sandler what is not to love it exactly. is exactly
1: Exactly. So my number four, I have a new movie as well, um, 2022. I have the new Avatar, Avatar the Way of Water.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Probably one of the longest movies I've ever sat down and watched. It's a little bit over three hours, but Mm -hmm. I tell you what, every every minute was worth it. It was a really
0: good movie. Yeah, I got to say, I'm not a big Avatar fan, which might be a hot take, but I did go and see this movie with my family and it was good. Mm -hmm. And for me to think an Avatar movie is good means it's a really good movie because... (laughs) I gotta agree. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. It was really the CGI. Yep, was incredible in it. All that, the new it blew technology
1: in it is just insane. Yeah.
0: yeah, it blew me away. But coming in at my <laughs> number five, I've got a tie uh, of a movie. It's a movie trilogy, but the third one's terrible,
1: <laughs> so bad.
0: So you might have guessed it. It's Hangover. Hangover one and two. Okay. Two
1: thousand
0: nine, yep. two thousand eleven. Amazing, amazing, amazing movies. Zach mm-hmm. Galifianakis, Bradley Cooper, and Ed Helms all three amazing actors on their own and all three hilarious they go together it's like the best team ever created it's it's like
1: like like it's the best the best funniest and also like the worst trio you could have put together yeah like that's so true (laughs)
0: that is the best way to say it yeah that's it right there
1: it's the best worst (laughs) exactly that's right
0: (laughs) they all bring out the worst in each other and that makes the best movie
1: yep exactly Exactly. So coming into my number five, I have just like you said, the whole series because I like them all. I have the Ice Age, all the Ice Ages. I've been stuck on those ever since I could remember watching movies back in 2002, all the way up to 2016. Wow. They were producing these and I just watched all of them just the other week. I just binge watched every single one of them. And yeah, it's probably one of my favorite, favorite animated movies, I could say
0: yeah series. ice age is really good i i haven't actually seen the whole series i've actually only seen the first one and i just mm-hmm. saw it yesterday okay so i need to really catch up on my ice age it sounds like i didn't know it was that good
1: yeah and i mean I, the first I, movie I,
0: was really good the first I,
1: movie I is good so. i think it just gets better so i think you're gonna really, really enjoy it yeah wow.
0: i'm gonna have to i'm gonna definitely binge watch my ice age here <laughs> right after the podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely <laughs> Yeah, so moving right along here, talking to our, our second segment of the show, talking about almost everything golf, what the new golfer looks like, the media world in golf, and just how golf has changed from the past all the way up until the present. Jack, if you want to start us off.
0: Yeah, I say no better place to start than exactly with what you said is the new golfer. I want everyone to envision golf. What does it look like? Well, the answer is an older white male who is you know very strict, Everything has to be super nice, right? Yep. Now, 50, 60, 70 years ago, this probably was the case. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, it is a whole lot different. Not only with the variety of people, women, men, old, young playing, um, the the rules getting stricter. And by rules, I, I more mean etiquette, getting uh, mm-hmm. less strict with uh, more comfier style clothing or you know, yeah. not even wearing dress clothes to golf.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. like And like you said, like we're talking the ages from as soon as you could pick up a golf club all the way until your time you on this world yep. is over. You're going to golf until you can't. Like once you get that, addi- <laughs> it's an addiction. You're going <laughs> to golf until true. you can't anymore. So yeah, it's hitting, it's hitting everybody. And then, yeah, like how Jack talked about clothing and how it's getting more relaxed. Yes. Like we said, you're still going to have those strict private clubs that you got to have the polo and the pants and the hat and all that. But a lot of times just a public course, you can almost wear anything without, Mm -hmm. it's not sleeveless and they're expanding uh, their target audience to, to everybody.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And I think you made a really good point there with, uh, with the word public course. That is, I believe one of the the bigger factors is it's a lot more accessible now. And Mm -hmm. we'll get into that in a little bit. But yes, public courses is the key to expanding golf.
1: Mm -hmm. I'd say the first thing that is changing in the game of golf is the use of technology on how that can be implemented into almost every aspect of the entire, as soon as you pull up to the golf course, all the way until you're leaving, including everything happening in the round of golf as well. Technology is in every situation there. Mm -hmm. I
0: mean, some examples we have, uh, as some of you may know, me and Nick are in the PGM, program at the university of Nebraska. And just in our building alone, we have three golf simulators. So you can play golf day and night rain or shine. We have this putting simulator that does mm-hmm. different breaks. We have a track man, which tracks any stat that you could think of in a golf swing. It'll track that. So technology like that is just propelling the game even further and, and players are getting better and better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then just to add on to like one more thing we have, it's almost like a movie grade camera to where it could slow mm. down to, I think it's like thousand megapixels per second to where yeah it's a 10 second video is like five minutes. Whenever you really slow yeah, it down, it's a you super
0: can, slow motion camera.
1: Yeah. Just like you said, every, all of these different, you can call them upgrades, I guess, to to technology in the, in the golf industry has just changed the way that that you play golf, that you teach golf, how you Mm -hmm. sell golf, like
0: everything. That's a big point. Yeah. I mean, the selling has changed too. I mean, technology has affected everything all the way down to video games. Mm -hmm. I mean, what better way to spread golf to the younger ages than make golf video games?
1: Yeah, definitely. They're probably going to start off playing a video game, then go into a course.
0: Exactly. yeah. Yeah. And then I think the second thing, and maybe the biggest thing that is changing golf is the media of golf. With things like YouTube or Netflix documentaries, or just how you watch it on TV,
1: we're seeing it now on YouTube. We're seeing um, it goes back to just influencers. There's influencers for for everything in life. There's fashion, anything, but now we're seeing that in golf, and whether that's on TikTok, it's on every social media. But I think the main one that I want to mention is is YouTube, to where you can find. You've heard. I'm sure everybody's heard this a million times. You can find anything on YouTube. Yes. And, and and that just, that's just one big category. You can find anything. Well, then you dive down deeper into it and you can find anything golf related on YouTube, whether it's just people playing it, teaching it, um, learning about new equipment, whatever it may be. Everything's on, on YouTube nowadays.
0: Yeah. And YouTube is actually the reason I got involved. Because go- yep. during COVID, you know, golf YouTube really exploded. All these people, mm-hmm. you know, going out, playing around, doing fun challenges. It really motivated me to get out on the course and try. And I was yep. terrible. And so I watched YouTube to get better. And mm-hmm. I'm still terrible. But, you know, <laughs> I've enjoyed it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it it's and a long process. It's a long process. It's a lifelong, like we said, lifelong. Till you it is, yep. So maybe one day when I'm 89, just before I'm 90. I'm going to be swinging the club. Good. A lot of YouTube to come, but YouTube really is jokes aside. YouTube really is the best media for golf. I think it's even mm-hmm. better than watching golf on TV. You know, oh yeah. Because if you're watching on a TV, you're watching obviously the PGA or some form of professional
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're perfect every single time.
1: Yep. Like you're, their miss, yeah.
0: their miss is five yards, right? Five yards left. There is a lot more real.
1: Their miss is the average person. Great shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like just watching the professionals on TV and we, and you kind of mentioned the viewing aspect, there's a higher view count on YouTube than if you were to just tune, tune into a tournament on television.
0: Oh, I would definitely agree with that with the number of videos that are on YouTube that I would say 100% for sure.
1: Yeah. More, more people are viewing golf on the social media or YouTube side than actual mm-hmm. golf tournaments. I would think. Yeah
0: but then like kind of bouncing back to actual golf tournaments. And this is also on YouTube or really nowadays it's in any golf video. It's uh, like called a top tracer. So it basically just traces where the ball goes when you Mm -hmm. hit it. And I think that's actually like a silent, really good thing for golf uh, because, you know, back in the day, you're watching it. It's you can't follow a golf ball on a TV screen. You just can't.
1: Yeah. It's hard to do in person sometimes. Yeah.
0: It's hard to do in person. So this tracer makes it really engaging and our grandpa loves it because he, he's told me multiple times, he, cannot watch golf or could not watch golf because he just couldn't see the ball at all. And now mm-hmm. he really enjoys it because he can follow along. So I think that's another huge thing in the media world of golf that is bringing more people to the game. Yeah.
1: And, and I think one more point that that we can make just on golf in general is the pricing in the golf mm-hmm. industry. If, if you kind of want to dive into that.
0: Yeah. So in the past you're buying, You're know, you buying tour-level, pro-level sets. Everyone thinks golf, oh, it's so expensive. It costs $150 to go play at the local country club. I have to have the nicest clothes. I have Mm -hmm. to buy $1,000 worth of clubs, buy $50 golf balls. And while this is still the case in some places, depending on your level of golf, you can spend Mm -hmm. that much money. I know we've spent a good amount of money on golf clubs and such. But for the average person, we go back to the public golf course that you mentioned earlier in this segment. You can now go play eighteen holes for under forty bucks at mm-hmm. most public golf courses. I would say. Oh yeah. You can go in the afternoon, so you don't have to dress up super nice. Uh, you can get golf balls for under twenty dollars.
1: Yeah, you. you Set
0: of twelve, like.
1: Yeah, you can get. I mean, if you really even wanted to, you can go to Walmart and get like a fifty pack for under twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, like, like how Jack mentioned, how you can spend fifteen hundred dollars on clubs and all that. Like, there's always going to be options. So Mm -hmm. just you tailor it to whatever you want to spend. There is still that high, high number option. But yeah, now there's so many more options it working up to that to where the entry level golfer can just kind of work its way up the system of um, better equipment in every aspect.
0: Yeah, because obviously a cheaper golf equipment won't perform the same way to a higher level player than a tour level club will but if you're just starting mm-hmm. a golf a box i mean i started on a box set you started on a box set yep these are cheaper i mean you can get them for under a hundred dollars yep. you go to dick sporting goods like 70 dollars for a full set of clubs
1: mm-hmm. and and i i got the uh i don't know what you would call as the expensive box set but it was oh. 220 bucks so dang only Guys, 120 yeah i was <laughs> <clears throat> it didn't show on the course but <laughs> but i mean yeah you can get them for a hundred 200 300 it just kind of varies to what you're looking for and and most of the time that's just how many clubs come in the box set
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're not going to get a a full bag of 14 clubs in a in a box set you're probably going to get like 10 or 9
0: yeah you're not going to get every wedge and... but
1: it's going to give you the basics it's going to give mm-hmm. you the starting point you can go play golf thing. yeah mm-hmm. you can go play golf now you have and the best part is
0: the best part is although it is meant for more beginner <clears throat> level you can still play really good with these clubs, these aren't awful oh, yeah. clubs. These aren't like wooden clubs grabbed at the antique shop for oh, a yeah. dollar. I mean, these are yeah. quality clubs. Like my first set was a Callaway box set. I mean, it was, I think $120 was this mm-hmm. Callaway box set and it, it, it was good. I mean, it lasted me all the way up till just a couple months ago. Yeah. So these are quality options for super cheap so mm-hmm. that no matter what status of wealth you have or how much money you have, you can go enjoy the game of golf.
1: Yeah. And, that, and that's grown
0: it exponentially.
1: Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree with that more. And then for anyone listening who hasn't taken up golf or or even bedding an eye in it, I would recommend just giving it a shot, whether it's putt-putt or just going to the range and seeing what you could do. Yeah. I couldn't tell you how many people that I've seen, like, all oh, you just go up there and you hit a golf ball and it flies straight. That is the most untrue thing I think you could possibly yeah, say. No. <laughs> people. <laughs> If you want to learn about learn a lot about somebody, go golf with them. (laughs) You'll see every Mm -hmm. emotion. That's a good point. You'll see every emotion in in their body come out on the golf course.
0: That's very true. Yeah, give golf a try. I mean, even if you go try the biggest thing for me was like feeling like I didn't belong. Like it was almost intimidation, you know, going to the Mm -hmm. golf course the first time and seeing everyone in the polos and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, go later in the afternoon. Just go out there, have some fun. That's the biggest part. And that's what golf has really changed. It's gone from strict. We, you know, you do everything this, this, this way To Let's go mm-hmm. out there and have some fun.
1: Yep, definitely. And and then I could just kind of going off to just to recommend something. A lot of times, if you just, if you have like a local, just par three course,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you only need maybe three or four clubs max. You can just carry them with you in your hand if you don't have a bag, but those are probably the most, I would call it chill situations or golf courses that you could go to to where like you said if you're just trying to figure it out have some fun go hit a ball around have a have some have a drink whatever it may be just those kind of just you don't have to go get a golf cart and play 18 and all that just play nine holes at like a par three course it's a great Mm -hmm. experience
0: yeah no so everyone we're telling you come get involved in golf a lot is happening it's changing (laughs) for the better and it is really fun
1: definitely couldn't agree more
0: Our final segment, it is time. It's my revenge time. I did very poorly in episode nine. So I'm coming back with a game time for Nick here. I'm going to get him good, guys. This
1: is gonna yep, be good. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Now, you have no idea what this is.
1: Nope, so this will be your no live idea.
0: reaction. All right, guys, it is time. I know you're all wondering it. Everyone on the show is thinking, man, is Nick smarter than a fifth grader? Oh. I think it's a fair question to ask. <laughs> so today we're going to find out. We have some are you smarter than a fifth grader questions for you, Nick. I'd say All you'd be right. aiming for, you know, 70%. And I think we'll call you smarter than a fifth grader.
1: I, I would take, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for seven. Because I remember uh, yeah. like freshman year of high school watching that show and mm-hmm.
0: getting questions wrong. <laughs> so we'll see how we do. Well, I, I think you got this. <laughs> oh, I don't, guys. Here we go. I'm going to get it. Here we go. Some of them are a lot easier than others. So here we go. Are you ready to see if you are smarter than a fifth grader? Let's go. I'm ready to go. All right. Question one. Which general led U.S. troops during the Vietnam War? Oh, Now, I'm just kidding. That (laughs) is not a real question. I got you there. That was actually a question for uh, college students, but I thought I'd prank you a little bit. The real first (laughs) question right here. How much is 14 times five? Oh no! <laughs> no calculator, and no I'll give calculator. you thirty seconds.
1: Thirty. Okay, here we go. Fourteen times five. I'm just gonna guess seventy-six.
0: Oh, now that'd be a good guess if it wasn't a five, Nick. Fives <laughs> only end in five or zero, so that's a poor guess. It was seventy. Nick is zero for one, guys. Might not be smarter than a fifth grader. All right, question two. The Tropic of Capricorn lies in which hemisphere?
1: The southern hemisphere.
0: That's correct. We're going to go bounce back. One for two. All
1: right, let's go.
0: What is the plural form of the word deer?
1: I knew this at one point. Is it, I'm just going to go, is it herd?
0: No, it's deer. <laughs> <laughs> you are one for three, guys. I was thinking in my head, a one group of three. deer. A group of deer, what would you call it that? Should be noted that Nick has gone hunting a lot in his life.
1: Yeah, that, that was a big so, part of my life. <laughs> I got that wrong.
0: <laughs> okay, one, one for question. three. Question four. During World War II, on the day known as D Day, at what location did Allied troops invade Europe?
1: Let's just go with I don't know, because I don't want to embarrass myself oh, on this one.
0: Now it's, it's the beaches of Normandy. 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 Yes. Yeah, okay, Normandy. Yes. You know what? i I'll, I'll give you I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. You got it right before I said it. What country, Nick? Actually, this is the real one here. What country? I'll give you the point if what, you can
1: tell me the country. What country is Normandy in? Belgium?
0: That is not a bad guess, actually. That's a pretty solid guess. But it's France. France. As Uh, um, fun history fact, uh, Nazi Germany blitzkrieg through Belgium to get to France and invade and take over. So you were pretty close.
1: Yeah, I'm not not the biggest history history buff. All right. So
0: you're what? One for four? Oh, Nick. Well, uh,
1: if we count it, it'd be two. uh,
0: Two we'll, We'll count it. We'll count it for you. Two for four. You're getting there. Question five. What land mass on Earth is known as the island continent? Why? Now, you might have heard my pause there, and I am in utter disbelief. As I said, island continent, and Nick is wrong <laughs> again. It is Australia. I said state. <laughs> two for five. Oh, I think I might have got him, guys.
1: Hopefully, I, I, you guys I really are five for
0: five at listening at home. Yeah, I hope enjoying so. this as much as I am because this yeah. is. I'm great. just anyway.
1: I'm embarrassed right
0: now. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. Question six. Who invented the light bulb?
1: Five <laughs> seconds. Left. I don't know.
0: You're, you're sticking with I don't know. I don't know. All right. Thomas Edison. That was my guess. I should have said yeah. it. <laughs> so that you got to go with your gut because guess what? You now cannot get a 70%. Nope. So Now you're looking for a six out of 10. Man. Question seven. What is the, lar- uh, the longest river in the United States? Mississippi. Oh, that's a close guess. But it's the Missouri. Missouri. Kind of a trick question because I feel like most people would guess Mississippi there. Yeah. But it is the Missouri River. Uh, two for seven, Nick. That's You're doing great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> question eight. Who painted the Mona Lisa?
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh... Who painted the Mona Lisa? This is uh <laughs> This is uh...
0: <laughs> Oh no Picasso. That's a that's a valid attempt, balance attempt, but it was Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, no. <sighs> Guys, this is going better than I could is... ever imagined. As he is two for eight. <laughs> might I, I, back to the I need
1: to go back to fifth grade. This uh all right, final yeah. two
0: questions. Let's get them both right here, Nick. Question nine, Maine borders which U.S. state? New York. That's not a bad guess, and maybe half right if you count it, because it's a New Hampshire.
1: New Hampshire. So,
0: you know, you're pretty close on that one, Nick. Let's get it here. Final question. You got this, Nick. I really do believe you. What president is on the $5 bill? Jefferson? Oh, that's a good guess, but it was Abraham Lincoln. As oh, he grew up in the land of Lincoln. Pretty close to Springfield. <laughs> well, I think we should give him a big round of applause.
1: Yep. And I,
0: Nick is not smarter than a fifth grader. I am That's not smarter than
1: a fifth grader. I apologize. Everybody who just listened to that. Two,
0: <laughs> two for 10. I think we got him that time, guys, because, I mean, that went better than I could have ever imagined. Yeah, I really I, enjoyed that.
1: I would like to think that most of our art- audience here is, is probably getting 10 for In 10, eight, if not 9 ten for range. 10. Yep. And I yeah. just put up a, what, two? a two 2
0: you're just you are just being nice letting the audience really beat you here on this one
1: yep uh, yep Def, that that's what we'll go with <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless yeah. that was fun I, I like all these game time segments oh yeah game life.
0: time's best time game time best time game time best time
1: and well we're almost done with the show here let's let's go ahead and wrap it up with with my quote of the show Today's quote is coming from Marv Levi. He was the head coach uh, in the NFL for 17 seasons. I believe most of it was with the Bills. Persistence can change failure into extraordinary achievement. And I just love that because we're all going through different battles that we have in our life. And not backing down is one of the hardest things to do, but can also be one of the best things to do. So I just wanted to leave that with you guys. Thank you for tuning into the show today. I had a blast. I hope
0: Jack had a blast. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We really do appreciate it. Here's to 10 times the number 10 episode on the road to 100. 100 more game times, by the way. We love it.
1: Yep, 100 more game times. Looking forward to what the future has for us. Thank you for tuning in, guys.
0: Yeah, thank you guys so much. Have a nice day.
1: And bye for now.